Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Now, I want you to know, I really believe what I told you was we're in this thing together. We did it corporately. Amen. And, and there's a corporate runoff. That means like, you know what I mean? We, we stood in the gap. Some people prayed. Some people did. I'm expecting results for your life, for your business, for everything. So I want you to get excited because God's got you on his mind. Amen. I want to talk to you about what I really felt the Lord was laying on my heart. And then we're going to take, we're going to take our offering. And then we're going to take communion together. Amen. Your first fruit. But I want you to turn with me to James chapter 1. In verse 21, and I really, really want you to understand that I believe that being a doer of the word of God is going to change your life forever, okay? Now, we hear a lot about the word of God, but how many of you know you got to be a doer of what you hear? I really believe this year that when we, you know, you separate yourself from the God, God speaks to you. I believe God, I believe this year more than any year, it's kind of weird how sometimes God does something, but this is the year not to talk about it the word, but to be living the word. And there's one thing to say, I'm a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Now, just hear me, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, like, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. It's not about feeling bad. It's about understanding the truth. We talk a good talk sometimes. Now we got to walk it. You know what I mean? Like, what's the Bible say? Like, sometimes I want to say what I want to say, but I can't afford. See, this is what I'm going to do. Before you give your offering, I want you to understand the blessing. Because if you don't understand the blessing and you, and, 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 you, and you sometimes you sow with the wrong mentality, you just walk out in the next season doing the same thing you were doing last season and you can't change this season. Does that make sense? So we're going to get in there. We're in the blessing and we're in faith. And we're in, but then next thing we're talking like we're still in the desert for crying out loud. We're talking like we're still, you know what I mean? So how many of you know when I said strife-free life, I wasn't kidding. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're going to call strife? You, well, guess what? You're going you, you to call strife. You're going in the garage. <laughs> Come on, I'm being serious, man. See, you don't get serious about this stuff until you really need it to work. Is that okay? You know what I'm saying? You ever see anybody, I don't want to be like this in the weird way. You ever see anybody really dying or something like, man, those people are cautious in what they say because they know everything they say is critical. Yeah. I want us to get a word understanding that everything you say this year is critical for your destiny. And then even me, pastor in the church, I got to watch my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't saying nothing but what the Bible says. Amen? And you know what's really kind of cool about it is I really want you to get an understanding is in James chapter 1, and we've talked about this before, how important it is to say what God says. Amen? Look at James chapter 121. If you're there, just turn there with me. And I want you to get a greater understanding of how important your words really are. And understanding that you become the person. Because how many of you know the blessing needs to be invoked or enforced by words. Is that okay? Let, 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 me, let, let, let me do this. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me show you this. Can I show you something here? I'm going to switch gears. Let me read this and I'm going to switch some gears. I'm going to give you a little different. You know, God's so funny, right? You start one service one way and then you get the download as you go. Okay? But let's just read this. Look what it says here. And then we're going to look at Genesis chapter 2 real quick when we're done here. It says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Everybody say engrafted word. Just maybe leave that up there just for a minute. Let them see it. it Receive with meekness. Everybody say meekness. Meek ain't weak. Meek ain't weak. Because Moses was a meek man. Jesus was a meek man. Meek means what? I'm submitted to the word. Meek. Meek means what? I don't lift my opinion above. 
Is that okay? So how do you receive the meekness, the engrafted word? You, you surrender to it. 2019 is about surrendering to the blessing. You just got to let it overtake your life. It'll keep you well. It'll keep you whole. It'll do everything it said it'll do. Now, listen, ain't there, there's not a lot of people living it. It's okay, though. You be the first one. Because you got to brainwash yourself to this. Look, I told them in the morning service, they would meet the blessing. What is the blessing? Look, I thought I knew the blessing. Okay? When you get a revelation from God in a season, you got to pull that thing dry because God's opening our eyes to see the mystery of the kingdom. The kingdom, the book is a mystery book. Jesus even said, he said, look, he said, I ain't telling everybody everything. I'm only telling them that want to hear something. That's why it's important to want to hear because when you want to hear, God will give you more. You know, God don't work like a democracy. You know, we live in a democracy, right? Oh, give. God said, you ain't, you ain't giving nothing to people that don't want nothing. You know what God said? Take away from him that doesn't use it and give it to him that's using it. God don't play. You know what I mean? God don't think. Like, everybody's like, oh, God. No, 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 no. God blesses them that want to hear. And the more you want to hear, the more you'll get. And God said, you know what? If they ain't using it, take away what they ain't using and give it to him that's using it. That's a good thing. So revelation comes from hunger. Hunger is important. When you want to know, God will tell you. So look what it says here. It says, it says what? The meekness, the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. You know what engrafted means? That means, like, you ever see a tree? You ever watch them do that? I never even knew they could do that. They could take a tree, and they could mix, like, an orange tree. And you ever see, it's like, sometimes you see, like, it's like an orange lemon tree. I was like, what in the world is an orange lemon tree? You ever see that thing? They got these kind of things. And they take a stick from, like, an orange tree and a lemon tree, and they graft it in. Next thing you know, you got an orange lemon tree. I'm like, where in the world did you get one of those? God didn't make that thing, but they engrafted that thing. You see what I'm saying? He made one tree, he made the other, but they got smart. They learned. The Bible says we've been engrafted into spiritual Israel. That means we're more, we're, 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 we are originally, we're, we're, we've been engrafted into the vine of a new lineage. We don't need to get into all that, but here's what you got to see. Receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. You know what that means? The word has the potential to transform your life. And you know what you do? You take that word and you graft it in. I got a buddy of mine, he got burned. You know what I mean? He got burned. And when he got burned, they're like, we got to get skinned. You know what they did? He got, a little, he got a little more. I seen it the other day. I said, man, I forgot. I said, oh, yeah, that's when you got that skin graft. They took some skin from over here. They laser it off or however they get it off, and then they put it on his hand. And you can't, you know what's crazy? The hand looks more normal than the skin graft place. Ain't that something, huh? They took skin off his body from where, put it somewhere else, and said, here you go. That's what Jesus is saying. See, you put this word in you, that word will become part of you. You think that skin from the arm knew? Skin does what skin does. It adhered to where they put it. And when he healed up, guess what? Looks perfectly normal. He said this word is, if you receive it with meekness, that means no pride. You don't lift your opinion above what the Bible says. I'm just going to say, well, ain't nobody doing it. You stand there with the word of God in your mouth, and you don't back up and say, God said... And you stand there in truth and you let God be. Amen? That's what he's saying. It'll save your soul. It'll transform your soul. It'll transform your life. The word of God will. You see that? It's able to save your soul. Receive with meekness, graft the word. Now watch this now. That's what it says here now. Verse 22 is going to get on your toes a little bit. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self. Come on now. Pay attention because I'm preaching. He said, if you're a hearer and not a doer, you're self-deceived. You get that? 
That means I hear it with my ear, but I don't live it with my life, and now I'm self-deceived. I, you ain't, I told him in the morning, you ain't got to worry about the devil. You're deceiving yourself. Hear one, walk in love. I ain't walking in love. Self-deceived. Forgive. I ain't forgiven. Self-deceived. Do this. I ain't doing that. Self-deceived. Jesus said this. He said, why? He said, you're tricking your spirit man. Your spirit man don't know what's going on. Look what it says here. You're deceiving your own self. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty, keep going, for any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his face in a natural glass. He's a hearer and not a doer. Well, who wants to be a hearer without being a doer? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. If you're not doing what you hear, look, let me tell you, it's easy to say I'm a believer. It's another thing to be a believer. Can I get an amen? You know what I mean? Like I roll up sometimes and, you know, that's why when we sing these songs, I don't know how you, how you don't get into it more. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. How many of you know darkness is trying to make you tremble sometimes? You make fear bow. Come on, don't you have to deal with life? Jesus, come on, the name of the Lord in your mouth, amen? Every season ain't easy. How you know this stuff works? Look what he said there. He said, behold his natural face in the glass, but watch this. He forgets what manner of man he is. Behold himself and goes away straightway, forgetting what manner of man he is. That means you look in the Bible and you walk away forgetting everything the Bible said about you. You get that? We've read that before. Oh, I read it, and now I know, and then I walk away and talk like I want to talk. No, you can't talk the way you want to talk. You got to say what the word says. That's where the rubber meets the road. A lot of people talking about what they're going to do, what you're going to do doesn't result to anything. It's what you do that makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? saying? You know what I'm saying? You got to keep the word of God in your mouth. People are going to think you're crazy. They're going to put pressure on your mouth to say something different. That's what circumstances do. That's why the children of Israel got messed up. They were going to the promised land. How come they couldn't get in? The mouth talked them out of it. Murmuring, complaining, and grumbling. Come on, guys. So this year... Look, you're going to give a seed. Listen to me. You're going to give a seed. You're getting ready to give a seed. You're getting ready to go and do all this stuff. Then you're going to come out of here and just talk the way you want to talk? Hush your mouth. Walk out of here and say, don't you talk like that around here. I'm telling you right here and now, man. This is what, I'm going to tell you what. Your marriage, your marriage is going to explode in fruitfulness. Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to, you're going to put yourself in the garage. I told my family, I said, I'm going to put myself in the garage. And when I do, I'm taking a personal time out. I'll be back. Because I don't want to be right. I want to be blessed. I don't want to be right. I want to be blessed. I don't want to do nothing against this blessing. You know what I'm saying? People wear you out. Say, hey, you wearing me out. Peace out. I'm going to get a coffee. I'll be back. I'm telling you God's honest truth. You know what? I want to say what I want to say. I can't afford to say what I want to say. Because I undo the blessing on God on my life. Hello? I'm talking serious this year. Somebody's getting serious this year. Because I'm telling you right now, and you ladies, you know, I know you're a little bit emotional. Some of you. Not all of you. Some of you a little bit. You know what I mean? Just like sometimes we're going to have to say, okay, I know that's how you feel. We can change the way you feel with faith. We can change your focus so don't get all nervous. And some of you guys are a little bit like babies. I'm not going to mention no names. I'll just look up. You be stroked a little bit. So when she firms you up a little bit and says, hey, let's go, get your mouth right, you can't just go have a blah, 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 blah. You can't have a patty mouth. You know, I was just like, what's that one time we were doing confession series? Remember that? I said, you get, you get, you get, you get, I said, you get a potty mouth. You get a potty mouth. Potty mouth ain't cussing, saying something different than God said. You get a potty mouth because you've got an unrenewed mind. The Bible says, wash with the water your mind. If you don't wash your mind, you get potty mouth.
Hello? I'm talking to you. Don't get no potty mouth. See, Brother Hagin said this. He said, I'd rather you curse than say something different than that Bible says about you. That's God's honest truth. He said it out of his mouth. He said, what you mean, I'd rather you curse? He said, I'd rather you say cuss words than say something different than that Bible says. Now, you shouldn't be cussing. You know why you cuss? You want to know what cussing is? You know what cussing is? It's part of the curse. Why do you think they call it cursing? You didn't know that? You said, why those people cuss? They still got some cussing them. They ain't got the bless overtake them yet. You said, why are you cussing? Put it together. Curse, cuss. If you under the curse, you want to know what? When I got saved, I stopped cursing. I was a professional. I out curse everybody in here. I was a professional curse. You didn't know that? Ask my mama. She'll tell you. I started young. It wasn't, she used to beat the tar out of me in a good way, in a parental way. But I grew up, you know, you saying this. I had a lady one time shut a window. I was cussing so good. She said, she opened the window. She said, your mouth's so foul. She said, I'm shutting the window. I said, shut the window. Then I cussed her out. Praise be to God. I did. I wasn't scared of cussing. Everybody cussed. All of a sudden, I got saved. The cuss got out of me. I knew something was, I said, bro, I can't get it out. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. I said, man, something happened to me. I got born again. Whatever this born again is, it's good. I had a Baptist buddy try to tell me born again wasn't good. He said, you don't know what you're talking when you're talking in tongues. I got filled with the tongues, you know. I got karabashi, karabara. And I had a Baptist buddy. You know, he was real sharp. He called me up. You know, Ben, he's dumb as a rock. He called me up. He said, you don't know what you're saying. I did intellectual deductive reasoning. Right then and there. I didn't know nothing spiritually. I was in New Jersey cussing so good. Woo, I was professional. I could, I could out cuss every. You say cuss like a sailor? I cuss like three sailors. We all cussing. Right? I was, pro, I was a pro. I'm not proud of it, but I was a pro. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I go, wait a minute now. I got the Holy Ghost. And I stopped cussing. And you wondering about what I'm saying? In these tongues? I said, bro, let me tell you what I was saying without the tongues. What I was saying without the cobra shakarabaka would have set your pants on fire. I swear, I'm telling the truth. I said, bro, if this, there ain't no way this tongues is worse than what I was saying. I'm going to stick with the tongues and call me a Baptocostal, whatever. You're crazy. You better get into baptism because I was cussing like a sailor. I don't cuss no more. If this tongue thing took away the cussing, whoa, it's got to be good. Some of you got to get a little more of that blessed on your life. Say, well, I got that cuss still in your mouth. We got to get you blessed. Amen? Get the blessed on you. Some of you like getting convicted. Say, Pastor, I'm still cussing. Well, you get a little bit more blessed and you stop the cussing. Amen? And the only reason why that is is you know what it is? Don't try to fix it. Let me tell you something about cursing. You don't try to fix it. You try to fix your mouth, you'll be there forever. You just fill yourself with good stuff and overtake your tongue. Cuss on your mouth because meditation in your heart ain't right. That's all. Get your meditating right. Okay? I don't know how we got on this. Somebody got a foul mouth in here. Amen. You better stop cussing. <laughs> Jesus is only going to get you. Amen. Somebody, your mama told you to cut it out. You didn't listen. My mama, she made me, she made, you know what she made me do one time? Man, eat soap. She made me eat a bar of lava. Remember lava soap? You ever see that stuff? You know, you used to do it for your mechanic hands. Man, that stuff was, had sandpaper in it. Woo! I'm going to tell you right here now, Tony still didn't stop me. I cussed just as bad. I think I cussed more. I'm telling you the truth, Will. That thing had grit on it. I was like, oh, my God, this lady ain't right. She let her eat it down, licking it. I was like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. And then I cussed even worse. That'll go to show you no man can tame the tongue, but God can tame your tongue. You know what I'm saying to me? 
God. So it's like, oh, Pastor Chris, were you that bad? Now, I wasn't bad, but I could cause. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't rob from you or nothing like that. I was pretty good. <laughs> right? Are you with me? So how in the world can you not be with me? I'm funny today. Come on, right? All right? So don't worry. If you still cussing, there's hope for you. And it ain't lava soap. I'll tell you that right now. It's the Holy Ghost. Just surrender. Because I mean, you know, when you surrender. See, that's what happens when you give your life to the Holy Spirit. You surrender your tongue. You give over your tongue. James said it's the most wicked member you got. You light all hell on fire with that thing. My tongue got me in more trouble than anything. How about you? Don't it? Your tongue will get you in trouble. You say some stuff, my God in heaven. Go to that marriage seminar. There's some stuff you can't. Man, she got a Rolodex, don't she? Don't laugh. You women got a Rolodex in your head. Like, poof, 1983 at 3 o'clock, you said. I can't even remember yesterday, let alone 1983 at 3 o'clock what I said. Are they something else? They are a spiritual machine. Women are the most beautiful thing God ever made, and they are the most, let me tell you what, they're the smartest thing walking on the earth. Thursday at 3 o'clock, you said this. They spit it back to you verbatim. I can't even remember what I ate a month ago. She's telling me where we said it. Hey, man, they are something else, ain't they? Boy, you women are something. You, like, got a computer in your head. You don't like that dress. What do you mean I don't like that dress? You told me last month. You're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. They something else. You'll get in trouble. You got to behave. You getting in trouble? Yeah, he getting in trouble all the time. Pray the Lord. Yeah, you know you are. Don't worry about it. It's all, we're all in trouble club. That's why we go to a seminar, try to get fixed. It ain't helping. Right? Uh, just, you could do it all. Try. Jimmy Evans, I like to punch that dude. How about you? You know what I'm saying? You guys are all holy. You ain't fasted long enough, right? He's like, oh, my wife, we eat popcorn. I'm like, dude, you get me in so much trouble. Now I got to listen to you all day long. Thanks, Jimmy. Come to the seminar. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to pop popcorn. You're going to talk. You guys are going to love talking. Don't you love talking? You guys don't love talking? Jeremiah, you're the only one telling the truth out of all these guys. Just look straight ahead before you get in a lot of trouble. Fast isn't over, Jeremiah. Just hang in there. We're going to talk. What are we going to talk about? Whatever she wants to talk about. You want to know what your wife is? You know why God gave you a wife? To crucify your flesh. It works both ways, though. You want to know why you have that lovely, handsome man next to you? He's going to crucify your flesh. Marriage is an instrument sent by God to basically crucify you. (laughs) There's a blessing in it, but there's crucifixion before blessing ever occurs. I'm telling the truth here. How would I get on this? Let me get back to the notes. I don't have any notes, so now we really got a problem. So I'm just going to go like this. I'm serious. It's crucifixion. It really is. Half of you die when you get married, and then once you have kids, the other half of you is dead. <laughs> you know that? First half dies when you get, oh, praise the Lord. You go down the aisle, woo! Then you find out next week, half of me just died. Then that little joker comes out. You bring him home in a basket. Yay! You're up 4 o'clock in the morning every other hour. You, the rest of you, whatever's left is dying, dead. You ain't even got a pulse no more. Like, beep. And God's like, perfect. Process is finished. Because you're selfish. You're all selfish. We're all selfish. Every one of us is selfish until somebody else comes into our life. All the newlyweds pray to you. See, you're selfish, and then you get together, and now it's like, oh, guess what I get to do? Do what's most beneficial for your spouse. Isn't this great? It's called self-sacrificing. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay? Go to a seminar. Jimmy knows a lot more about it than I do. All right? Stay with me here. Are you okay? Look at this right here. Can I give you this scripture and show you this thing? 
Because I want you to see this. Go back to that scripture right there. We're going we're gonna to give it a minute. We're gonna, I'm not going to keep you all day. Go. For he beholdeth himself and goes away and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. Watch this. Look at the next verse. But whoso looks in the perfect law of liberty, continue therein. He be not forgetful here, but a doer to work. He shall be blessed in his deed. When's the blessing kick in? Blessing kicks in when you say what God says. The blessing kicks in when you say what God says and do what God does. That's when it starts happening. It starts rolling for you. Do you understand something? See, the blessing's been laid up for you, but you got to say the same thing the blessing says. You want to see it? Look at Genesis. We're going to look at this in Genesis. I want, I want you to see this. This is important. The word of God's got to become the final authority. Go to Genesis 2 and 7. Okay? Go to Genesis 2 and 7. The word of God's got to become the final authority. Until the word of God becomes the final authority in your life, you're going to have compromise. Amen? And I think it's going to be powerful. And the Lord God, check this out. You want me? Two and seven. And the Lord God did what? Formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed breath into man and the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Remember we read that? This is where man becomes a speaking spirit. Okay? Man became a speak in the Hebrew tr translation. Man became a speaking spirit. Why'd God make you a speaking spirit? So you can enforce dominion. All right. Watch verse eight. Keep going. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. So God made God makes man, makes him a speaking spirit. Then He puts him in the garden and goes, "Now release it." Release what? Release the blessing to grow the land. Watch verse 9. You don't see it. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that was pleasant in the sight and good for food. Watch this. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He put him in there and said, go guard it and keep it and speak the word. How do you enforce the blessing? The words of your mouth. You getting it? My words lining up. Now you got to get something here. When your words line up to the word of God, God's word can f manifest in your life. I'm going to say something here. You got to get this. John, go to John 14.5. I want you to see this. John 14.5. Okay? And we're going to read a couple verses, and then we're, we're going to get in this thing. John 14.5. Just write these down. Because I'm going to get ready to get in this blessing, but here's the thing. All next year, I got to say what God says. Now, listen to me, right? I'm kidding around with the marriage stuff, but you got to say what God says about your marriage. You got to say what God says about your finances. You got to say what God says about your kids. You got to say what God says. I don't care what you want to say. You can't say what you see. You got to say what you, you believe. You can't say what you see. You're not allowed to speak what you see. You know what I'm saying? Circumstances. You got to speak what the word of God says, and then the things you see will change and become the things you believe. That's the key. Once you figure out Mark 11, 23 and 24, whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And when you stand praying, believe that you receive when you pray, and you shall have what you say. See it? Got to have it. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know whither you go, and how can we know the way? Watch verse 6. Keep going. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes unto me but through the Father. Watch verse 7. We're going to read all the way to like 10. 
If you had known me, you should have known my father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. So you say you know me, but do you know me? Well, if you know me, you should know him, and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, you show us the father and will be sufficient to us. Jesus said unto him, have I been so long a time with you, and have you not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Say, me and the Father are one. Well, okay, write this down. What creates oneness with God? Besides your spiritual position, he explains it. He said, if you've seen me, it's as good as seeing my daddy. What creates the oneness? Now, we know he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. But what creates oneness to the natural eye? Watch this. And he said to them, show me the Father. Watch verse 10. Believe thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The words that I speak in you, I speak not of myself. Watch this. Watch this. But the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Words. What creates oneness with God? Words. The only thing that produces identification for you and God is your mouth. Because the earth doesn't even know who you are until you declare it and decree it. Did you get that? Did you pull that in? Think about what I'm saying. He does the worst. Look at this first part of that. You doing all right? Believe me that I'm in the Father. Father's in me. The words that I speak in you. I speak not of myself. They're not my words. They're his words, and I put them in me. They're in me. They're his words, and I say his words. Now watch this. What happens when you say his words? You become his voice in the earth. And the earth really responds to him, not really you. Look at me and get this. The earth's really not responding to you. It's responding to his words in you. And because they're his words in you, all of it's, they're your words, okay? But because it's his words in you, when you speak it, the earth goes, it's him. Because you're speaking the words of God with the voice of God. My word will not return to me void, but it will accomplish therein with I sent it. So what am I going to say this year? Confession, identification, and oneness is found in the Word. And Jesus was the Word, and the Word became flesh. You the Word, and you become flesh. What did he tell us? In, what did he tell us? See, I put it all together. I, I, I'm funny sometimes, but I know I'm, God is showing me. You're engrafting this Word into your soul. What happens when you become grafted in? You become one. One spirit, one heart, one mind, one body. Now I only say what God says. Remember? Remember John got thrown in prison? What do you say, Jesus? I say what the Bible says. Jesus, who are you? Who do you say that I am? No! Who do you? Who are you? Who am I? You tell me who you think I am. Because I know who I am. He found Peter one day. Remember he found Peter walking? He said, Peter, who am I? 
He said, well, some say you're this. He said, no, 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 no. Who do you say that I am? Because the minute you figure out who I am to you, I'll become what I'm supposed to be to you. But until then, you'll never really understand me. Not deep. Go slow. Here's what he's saying. When they called Jesus out and said, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? What did he say? Who do you say that I am? Because whatever you say I am in your eyes, see, I could be the carpenter kid. If that's how you see me, that's what I am. I could be the Messiah. If that's how you see me, that's who I am in your eyes. Until I reveal myself unto you, you're going to have a lot of opinions about the Word of God. Oh, that's the Bible. To some people, it's the Bible. Oh, that's what God said. To some people, that's my life. And everything from Genesis to Revelation is what I'm going to become. So I don't really have an opinion of who I am. I'm just going to say what it says I am. Because you've been dissolved into this thing, like an ice cube and a glass of water. Your life has been dissolved. You're no longer you. You're him. Oneness with God is going to create oneness with your words. It's going to seem like it's a little wild at first, but don't worry about it. It's who you really are in your DNA. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. Paul said it the best. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So what am I telling you? You got to only say what God says about a matter. What are we supposed to say about our fight? Only what God says. Come on, you remember? You all remember what I'm talking about. Here, let me show you this real quick and we'll go. All right, you all right? Because, man, you guys got started pulling and now we got all in this. All right, it's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. Because you, you're thinking, you're smart. You know what it is? You know what's funny? You've got a capacity to, to absorb. And when you do that, you put a demand on the atmosphere to give you what you put a demand on. Because you didn't come here just to say, oh, okay, just to say, let's just do this. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Okay? Watch this. I'm going to show you this, and when you see this, you're going to, you guys heard this before, but you got to see this, because I think what it'll do is it's going to give you a greater understanding of, of life, uh, of words. Because how many of you know words are the most powerful force on the face of the earth? Everybody say that. Say, my words are the most powerful force I have. Because remember I told you, the Bible said this, he said, everything you see is what? Second Corinthians, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither is in the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them. Because everything you see is what? Temporal. And everything you don't see is what? Eternal. So what does that, what does temporal mean? Subject to change. So how do you change what you see? What words you cannot see. Did you get that? How do I change what I see? See, most people don't pass this test because they won't speak words they don't see because what they see speaks louder than the words they cannot see. So what they just say is they say what they see, but the minute you start doing that, you're losing. You don't say what you see. You say what he said. See, most people can't win the battle of the tongue. There's authority in the tongue. Is that all right? Go to Matthew chapter 11, just real quick. How do I change what I see? Are you seeing the unseen realm of words? Yeah, how do I change what I see? How do I change what I see? 
by speaking the things you don't see. Now, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. We understand that the world was framed by the word of God. Words were framed by the word of God. We're going to go there in a minute. Go, go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Keep, Matthew, keep Matthew 11. Go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Watch this. Now, I need you to see it with your eyes. And you got, you got a Bible on your phone, put it on there. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not so the not seen realm is more real than the seen realm because the seen realm is temporal. And the substance that we use to change the seen realm is the faith realm unseen. Real slow. Everything we see, what is that, 2 Corinthians 3 something? So everything you see is temporal. Subject to change. How do I change what I see or what I don't see? Well, what's the stuff you don't see? Faith material. Faith material changes. How is faith released? Usually through words. How does faith get released? Through words. What does it do? It changes the material which you see. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not to. By it we understand the what? She'll put it up there. Hebrews 11, 2. By it, by it what? By faith. Watch, you'll see it. It'll come. For by it. For by it what? By faith. So say this. For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Wait a minute. What do you mean a report? Reports words of the mouth. Who brought an evil report? The children of Israel. Who brought a good report? Caleb and Joshua having a different kind of spirit, the spirit of faith. Watch verse 3. Watch verse 3. You better get this, because the back end of three is what I wanted you to see. That's why I want you to look at it with your eyes. Through faith, we understand that the world was framed by God's word or the word of God. This is why you only say what God said, because when you say what God said, I know I'm releasing faith. Okay? Write this down. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Just write it in your notes. I'm going to read it to you. You don't have to go there. Okay? You getting it? You okay? 1 John 5, 14, 15. Put it in your notes. You got it in your notes? This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his word, I know that he hears me. And if I know that he hears me, he will grant me the petition that which I've asked. Paraphrasing, but close enough. Do you understand what I just said? 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence. Pop it up there, please. We're, we're going to go back and forth. Just a little bit. You're doing all right. You're doing fantastic. Let me tell you something. This is going to be the greatest year of your life because you're going to have more faith this year than you had any other year of your life. And you're going to start smacking the devil in his face. Okay? You're going to start telling him, hey, look, next week when it's cloudy, you know, it doesn't look like you're winning, you're going to stand there with the word of God in your mouth and say, let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to shut your mouth. You understand me? You're going to boss this devil around. Because just because he looks like he turned out your light, he didn't do nothing. You know, Lester Summerall was in the Philippines. I'm going to tell you, don't get scared, okay? He was in the Philippines, and they, they put him in a, they, he went to the mental institution. They had this girl. I'm not going to get into the whole story because you knew people. I'm going to blow you out. But anyway, it was spiritual. And, and he was in this place, and it was crazy. And, and the devil, the devil started shaking the bed. 
And he, the physical thing was happening, you know what I mean? This paranoia started moving his bed, moving his bed, moving his bed, moving his bed. And all of a sudden, he put the light on. And he said, what in the world is this? And he said, oh, it's you. And he knew what it was, the devil. He goes, oh, yeah, he put the light on. He said, oh, it's you. He bound the devil. He said, and he put the light. He said, I'm going to sleep. And he goes, put my bed back and shut the light and went to sleep. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about the devil's done trying to kick you around. The devil's done trying to get in your marriage. The devil's done trying to get in your finances. The devil's done trying to get in your head, trying to show you pictures of the past. The devil's done trying to tell you, oh, what the doctor said. The devil's done with this nonsense about how you're depressed and how you need to take pills for that and how you need to stay drunk and high because you can't face the future. The devil's done. And you're going to have faith and dominion and words in your mouth. And you're going to declare and decree a thing. And the earth's going to start shaking because somebody blessed is showing up with the word of God. And you're going to stand there and get worried about it. You're going to declare it and decree it. And you're going to speak it and you're going to see it. Okay, go to 1 John 5, 14, 15. We're going to go back. Did you write it? You got it? This is the confidence that we have in him. You see it? They'll pop it up there. Okay. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears me. What's his will? His word. Did you get that? So how do I know God hears me? Bring my word back to me. How do I guarantee God hearing me? Bring him his word. What's the Bible say? You ain't got to know all of it, chapter and verse, but God, I know it says I'm healed by your stripes. You ain't got to be all cute. He knows his word. You stand there and go first Peter 2.24, great. You don't know that? Say, by, pastor says something about it. By y'all stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed. Go in and say, I'm healed. You know what I'm saying? Devil try to tell you, oh, look at you. You ain't right. No, nah, I'm right. He'll put stuff together. He made your body. He'll put stuff together that ain't even in there. Why can't he? Why can't he? Get you a miracle if you need one. Some of you need a miracle. Look, you can live by faith, but guess what? Some of you need a miracle. Need parts you ain't got. That lady ain't gonna have the parts. She didn't have the tubes to have babies. She, God gave them to her. She got pregnant. She had two kids. How'd that happen? How in the world do I know? I'm not. I don't need to know. I know that. You know what the Bible said? Blessings is the fruit of your womb. Man, he'll put stuff. He man, you put a demand on that blessing. That blessing has to produce. We didn't have no chapter and verse, but when you know you got the blessing, God'll work. Look what it says there. And if we ask anything according to his will, he what? I want to know God hears me. Why? Because I know God hears me. He got to grant me the petition. Watch 14, 15. Here goes. And if we ask anything according to his will, and we know that he hears us, and if we know he hears us, whatsoever ask, we know we have the petition that we desire to him. Whatever we ask according to his word, when I know he heard me, I know what? I get excited. I got it. That's it. Now put your faith in that rest. I don't know how long is it going to be. Be quiet. When's it going to happen? Who cares? Stand in with the word of God in your mouth. Amen? Go back to 11.3. Now, 11.3, Hebrews 11.3 is going to mess you up. You got 5, 4, 14, and 15? There's a confidence that we have in him. Anything we ask according to his word, we know he hears me. I know if he hears me, he hears me. He'll grant me what I ask. You got it? Y'all got that scripture before. Now you got to put faith in the word. Go back to Hebrews 11.3. Now watch this part. You better get the back end of this. It'll change your life. Through faith, we understand. Through what? We we'll understand what? The world, worlds, the worlds, plural. Heaven, earth, under the earth, everything. We're framed by the word of God. How to work? The word of God framed the world? You better believe it. Chair, a chair was a word before it ever became a chair. Everything was a word. 
Light be, God spoke. Light came shooting across the universe. Hasn't stopped. Hasn't stopped, won't stop. You with me? Now keep reading. Refrain by the word of God. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Everybody say, here we go. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. You got to get that back in. Oh, I wish I could put that all together. Pop back up, though. You got to see this. You're going to see this. Okay, so we understand. Now, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Okay, so through faith. Okay, we're getting it. Faith is the substance of things. We got it. So through faith, this is how the world was framed by the word of God. You getting it? So how did they frame the world that we live in right now? God spoke this thing into existence. He said, earth, boom, firmament, bam. There ain't no big bang theory, all this nonsense. Scientists come up with this stupid nonsense. God spoke it. You understand me? God spoke it and it became. Where did light come from? God called light. Hello? You understand me? Lose all your scientific mind, some of you too. Put the faith in the word of God. Just, you, you, I'm going somewhere, so you, this ain't no preacher like, oh, I'm getting hypey. Pay attention. You are. You're doing great. I'm trying to get you to understand this. God said earth, land. He put the span in this. God put the span in the sea in the palm of his hand. Next time you go down to that ocean and see that water, know that God put the span of the world sea in his hand. From pinky to thumb, he holds the water of the world in the palm of his hand. He, he knows the sand of the sea. He got the hunting hair on your head number. This God is, my God, complex. And he gives you his same power. This is where you're going to see it. Now, you getting this? I know I'm really, I'm setting you up. So I'm letting you just kind of sit in it. Through faith, we understand that the world we're standing on right now was framed by the word of God. Now, get this. Now, watch this part. So that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. So the things which are seen seen thing was not made from things which do appear. So the things which are seen, this thing wasn't made from the materials that do appear. But chair was C-H-A-I-R as a word. And then the fabric materialized out of the word. This thing didn't materialize because the components all came together. It was a word spoken before it ever became a chair sat on. And everything you see, everything you see was made of a substance that did not appear out of that material. It came from faith spoken in words. Everything you got 
is a word. And then the word created everything you see. You don't think D-O-G, dog, you think of your goofy little dog. The picture, word, spoken, materialized the creativity, and God said in the beginning and put it in the word. It was a word before it ever was a material substance. You see what I'm saying? So what do you want to see materialized? What do you want to see leave the eternal and come into your situation? You got to get it in a word and put it in the earth and it'll grab forth the faith substance to pull from a dimension that we do not see and, and create what you want to see in your now. He reaches into the unseen realm with faith-filled words and creates what you see in the earth. You reach out into the spirit realm by faith and you create what you want to see today. That's how it works. Well, it's made of things what you see come from a different planet. But watch this. God put his words in your mouth so you could speak and be the voice of God in the earth and create the same fabric material in the earth. You say, Pastor, are you serious about that? Serious as uh, serious can be. Because everything you see is temporal. You can change it with faith. Because faith-filled words overrides the temporal situations that you're in. But here's the problem. If you keep saying what temporal says, you're going to stay stuck in temporal. But you start speaking what eternal says, and you say what the word of God says, and you make, because watch what it is. You know what you're doing? You're invoking the blessing to override the situation. Because the blessing adds me to the covenant agreement that God gave me, and those words are different than the words I'm speaking. You know what I'm saying? Once I say that, guess what it does? Overrides. The earth, earth's got no option. It's got to give you the blessing. But the only way you undo it is with the words of your mouth. If you don't say what you're supposed to say, blessings and cursing is in your mouth. Life and death is in your mouth. Choose life. See it? So I got to say what God says all this year. What God say? I don't know. That's all we're saying. That's where, that's where I was trying to take you, Matthew 11. One. Remember John the Baptist got locked up in prison. He's all messed up. They came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what do you say about John? He said, I say what Isaiah said about John. What? He said, no, he's a prophet. This dude looked like a clown. Now he's a prophet? He said, I don't say nothing different than that book says about you. I ain't got no opinion about you. God has no opinion about you. He just says what the Bible says about you. And when you don't look like the word, guess what he says? He says what the word says about you. Even though it don't look like it. It's Matthew 11, 1. Matthew 11, 1, John gets stuck in prison, and he gets mad and tells God, hey, do we, you can play. Do we look for Christ? Do we look for another? Who are you? Can you imagine this? You're the one who told me he's Jesus. Now you don't know he's Jesus? Are you crazy? Prison will straighten you out real quick, man. You, with, you there? Right? He don't know now he's God. You heard me say this before. Is he God? Ain't he God? Look at Hebrews 11. Look at Matthew 11. 1. Some of you don't believe me. Some of you, I've preached this stuff. But you know what? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, right? So let's hear it again. And the minute you stop getting excited about it, you ain't even understood it the first time. I watched Kenneth Hagin preach Mark eleven twenty three like 4,000 times or something like that. I thought I knew it. I still don't know what he's saying. Now you're going to listen to something all that time. Mark eleven twenty three and 24, whosoever shall say in the mountain, I'm Ruby. I don't know what he's talking about. I still got to go back. You got to figure it out? 
You're going to, I got a little bit of it. I ain't got all of it. Until I speak it and see it instantly, I got work to do. So let, come on, right? Look what happens here. And it came to pass. You got to read this now. Just, I'll read it quick and then we'll go. And it came to pass when he made an end of the commandment of the 12, he departed thence to teach and preach. Watch this. Keep going. Now, when John had heard in prison the works of Christ, he sent to his disciples and said, hey, do we go look for him or is there another one? This is John the Baptist. He's in prison. Some of you don't know the story, but John the Baptist was the guy that told us Jesus was the Christ when he come up at the River Jordan. He's seen Jesus come and said, behold, the Lamb of God who was slain for the foundation of the world. He said, behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Now he gets thrown in prison. You know, I got thrown in prison, right? He's preaching the word of God, got himself in trouble. And he said this, he said, if you don't want to we look for another, can you imagine that? Are you Christ or do we look for another? I would have smacked him in the head. Weren't you the one who told me he was Jesus? How about you? Look what he says here. He said, you go, Jesus said, you go and show John things you see and things you do hear. Ain't that funny? He, Jesus told him how to get faith. See it and hear it. Jesus just told how do you get faith for belief? You got to see it and hear it. Go tell him what you see and go tell him what you heard. Eyes and ears let faith into your life. Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. See and hear, see and hear, see and hear. You go show him what you saw and what you heard. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by seeing the word of God. You understand it? Watch this. Watch five. The blind received their sight. The lame walked. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The deaf are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to him. Watch verse 6. And blessed. Oh, here we go. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. He got offended because he got thrown in prison for the word. Ain't that funny? Oh, look, there's that blessed word again, ain't it? Blessed is the man that does not get offended. He's empowered to prosper without offense. That's the devil's number one trick, get you offended. He tried to get you offended at your family. Man, let me tell you something right here now. The devil will use people, man. Don't go getting in that. Don't get in no offense. Just leave them there and smile at them. Ha, 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 ha. Don't laugh in their face. You get in trouble. Just go, yeah, okay. You ready, this? You ready for this? You all right? You doing good? We're getting ready to go. Blessed. Oh, don't get offended. Don't get offended. I ain't getting offended, man. I'm walking in the blessing. Watch verse 7. And as they departed... Jesus says unto the multitudes, he didn't just stand there and say this to a couple of people. He stood up on a soapbox, started yelling out to everybody concerning John. Hey, what'd you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaking in the wind? You know what that meant? A weak man. He said, no. Watch, keep going. He said, no. What'd you out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? They that are soft live in a king's house. He said, I'll tell you what you went to go see. You went out to see a prophet. He calls him a prophet. The, the guy looks like a clown right now. Hello? He don't even know if Jesus is the Christ. Come on. You in this story? I know you are. He just didn't even know if Jesus was Christ. You're the one who told me he was Christ. What's the matter with you, bro? Jesus said, would you come to see a reed shaking in the wind? No, you came to see a prophet. No greater born of the womb was John. And he said, I send you more than a prophet. Watch verse 10. For he is, for this is he of whom it is written. He don't say nothing different than what was written about the boy. I will send my messenger before thy face which shall prepare the way. Keep going. Watch this. 
Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there is not a greater one than John the Baptist. Prophesied what Isaiah said. Watch this. Hey, you, well, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he, though. That's a believer. And from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take up by force. You see that? What do you say? I'm just going to say what's written about you. Here's my question. Now, you better get this. I said all I have to say this. Everybody look at me. Give me two minutes of energy. We're going to take the offering. You ready for this? Look at me. If Jesus is saying what's written about you, what do you look like when you don't say what's written about you? You don't look like him. And the earth don't know what to do with you because you're a vacillating man. So the earth goes, well, I'm not going to respond to that. I just leave you in it. But let me tell you right here now, what are you going to look like when you say God's word? When you speak God's word in the earth, you become God's voice in the earth. Do you get that? When you speak God's word in the earth, you become God's voice. I got news for you. Remember he said this? He said, whatsoever you loose in earth, I'll loose in heaven. And whatsoever is bound in the earth will be bound in heaven. He said, what's that? He said, the power of words unlocks heaven's ability in your life. Don't say, so what are you going to do 2019? I ain't saying nothing different than the word of God, and we're going to hush our mouth at the house, and we're going to hush our mouth in the ministry. I told him over there, I was talking to PL about the daycare. I said, you go in there, and you open your mouth about what you want to see, and you start speaking over every one of those little kids. Those little kids' parents, they're nuts, some of them. You know what I'm saying? But you go in there and you say, you're going to be a man or woman of God. You start blessing them kids. We come into church, what do we need? You start blessing and speaking life and laying hands and speaking the word. And you're in your house. Me and my house, we're going to go home and build a declaration. Go home and write a covenant. In this house, this is how we're going to walk. This is how we're going to talk. This is how we're going to speak. This is what we're going to do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And everybody on notice, unless you're paying every bill up in this joint, you ain't got no say in this house. Hush your mouth and you're under submission to what I tell you to say, and you ain't going to talk like that. These kids talking, let me tell you, this earth got all these kids talking themselves out of their identity. God, I'm talking out of all this nonsense. I'm going to go build a school in that day, in that gym. I'm going to go, that's it. You know what? We should just do it. Just get a school. I'm not letting these kids go to this public school. It's a nightmare. This public school don't know nothing, man. They tell these kids, oh, you might be gender jacked. You ain't no gender jacked. I got to deal with this thing right now. They don't even know what gender they are. I'm like, honey, look, if you got parts that look like a girl, you a girl. You got parts that look like a boy, you a boy. Ain't there no sense to figure. I don't got to have no anatomy figured out here. Look at me right now. You a boy, you a girl, and that's the end of this thing. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go educate them to the blessing because America is under the curse. You can say whatever you want to say. God bless America. I'm for America. Apple pie, Chevrolet all day. I'm down. But let me tell you right here now, the curse is starting to manifest more and more and more. We're the only reason why the blessing's still in the earth, the church. You understand that? And the more you slip back, the darker it's going to get out there. So I'm going to start educating the kids. I'm going to tell them, praying to them. I'm going to lay hands on them, get them all filled with the Holy Ghost. They go home and have Holy Ghost Day. Go home and tell your mom what you learned in church today. Kula, bashike, they, ba, ba, ba. Tell your mom and daddy come to church. They need it too. I'm going to start an apostolic movement. I don't care. They can't stop me. That's why I got security. You can't get me out. That's why you can't get me out. You can't get me out of here. I say what I want to say. They say, you can't say what you want to say. I say what I say, whatever I want to say. Say, you ain't going to, I'm too pretty for prison. I ain't going. Sorry. So I'm walking in the blessing. Amen. You walking in the blessing. And you got to have to speak some stuff when you don't see it, but you got to speak it anyway. All right? You ready to give? We got to give. I'll be here all day. I'm all excited, man. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.